Hey everybody, welcome to the debut episode of Sector 2. My name is Jackson Todd, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Zach, aka Dreamy Zach Rayson from Twitter. We talk about a conversation I had with him back in May about NASCAR's LGBTQ plus diversity problems, what has changed since then, and how things are going to continue forward. I also talk about his new podcast with Alex, the Gay Racing Podcast, how they got started, and his impact on the community. Um, I'm really excited for this show um, and its first episode, which starts right now. All right, so welcome to the debut episode of Sector 2, um, new show on Radio DePaul Sports Podcast Network, or I don't know what it's called, um, <laughs> but here we are. Today, I'm with Zach Moses, a.k.a. Dreamy Zach Rayson. Hello. Thank Hi. you for um, being here yeah, uh, thanks for as the first on. guest. Um, I first was guest, number one. I feel yeah. honored. Yeah, I was honored as the first guest on the Gay Racing Podcast. Oh, so yeah, of course. You got the whole flip here. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, we started uh, talking more back in like late May. Uh, I was working on a project for a journalism class about LGBTQ plus diver- or diversity in NASCAR, just diversity in NASCAR overall. Yeah. Um, and... So that interview took place on May 26th and a lot of things in the NASCAR diversity picture have changed since May 26th. Um, so I just want to revisit some of the things we talked about that day because, uh, things are different. Yeah. Um, so one question I asked you, um, was in terms of like diversity, had things changed since you started watching in 2007 and you said, quote, I feel like nothing's changed um do you still agree with that or well at the time i agree with that like basically the i feel like the line graph of change nothing happened from 2007 to like early 2020 yeah but this year in many ways with nascar like confirming their like you can play partnership and then having the mm-hmm. rainbow i am nascar merch mm-hmm. and then also the community side embracing like pride schemes it's it's a topic now in the in the nascar community like it's a topic it's not like it just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and i still think there's like another level to reach though because um i've said this constantly like there's there's still i mean there's still no like gay race car driver right right and i guess that's the next i don't know if that's the next step but i think that's just like the goal like having because I feel like I still feel like I'm not included when I mm-hmm. watch racing sometimes. Right. And especially a lot of the culture is still very, I feel like I don't, it doesn't feel as welcoming as it is on like Twitter. You know what I right, mean? Right. Right. Like a different I think, world. especially the bubble I'm in on Twitter, it's very right. different. Yeah. But it, th- this year, though, it's changed drastically. Like there's, we're making progress. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should recognize the big events this year. We had the, um, well, I, I interviewed on, I interviewed you on May 26th and then the big events this year for NASCAR diversity was on June 9th. They announced their partnership with you can play and you can play is an organization that basically connects LGBTQ plus people in sports. They have a partnership with, um, the NHL, uh, they do some stuff with the NFL. I think they have, uh, stuff with major league baseball um they're pretty much everywhere 
except for NASCAR. Oh, actually, no, their only official partnership. I looked at my chart here. They had the official partnership with the NHL and MLS, and then the NFL, MLB, and NBA all have their own like in-house stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then NASCAR started that on June 9th, and then on June 22nd um, was the day of the Cup Series Talladega race. Um, that was the day that we had uh, the weekend of the noose incident, I guess, yeah. is the best way to <laughs> refer to it. The incident. The incident. The unfortunate um, set of circumstances. Yes. The the garage thing was a noose, looked like a noose, was a noose. Uh, NASCAR kind of had It was a just no- so unfortunate. It really is just unfortunate. Was, NASCAR- if I was that crew member that reported, I probably would have done the same thing. Right. Well, it's not the only people to blame here about that is NASCAR themselves. It was yeah. they the release the way the, the way they wrote the release was basically like, yeah, there's a noose in there and it was yeah. made as a hate symbol. Um, yeah. So those were and then we had a Black Lives Matter car and now there's Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and Pride merchandise on NASCAR.com. Which, yeah. again, going back to this interview, I, at a point, said you could just spit out a $20 t-shirt. That ended up happening. Yeah. Um, and then a big thing that happened this year, you talked about in, the, in that interview, uh, is that you were going to design a bunch of Pride cars. Yeah. Um, and so that, I want to talk a little bit about that project that you um, worked with uh, Lefty and Davin and I think others on this year. How did that all get connected? Um, and it became really popular. Yeah, well, first I just kind of started on my own because I just had the idea of it. I used to make um, like pride cars on the NASCAR 15 video game back when I was like, I guess I was 15. Um, (laughs) It was it was cool to make them, but it felt so unrealistic. Yeah. But now and even when I started the project this year in like I think it was like late May, I guess um, I designed like what it where it really started so brad kislowski has a car he runs at the coca-cola 600 every year where it's the miller light car but it's got like an american flag like <laughs> across the side of the number yes and i was just like well what if that was a gay flag like yeah. that rainbow flag so i designed that and then i also designed like a an exalta alex bowman car that had like rainbow gradient on it and and um Basically, like, I started it just by myself because I was like, you know, I'm gay. I know how to design cars. I really want to see this one day. I think it'd be cool. So um, it was a big task, though, because I wanted to, to design a whole, like, car set for mm-hmm. um, NASCAR Racing 2003 season, mm-hmm. which, if anyone doesn't know, it's a, it's an old NASCAR game slash simulator for the PC. came out, I, I guess, in, like, 2003 or whatever. Um, but it has like mods so we have like the current body style of the current nascar race cars and you can put whatever you want on them so we can make full designs no limits Uh, so that's what i've been designing on that's what a lot of people in the community design on when they're making paint schemes um and then eventually as i i guess i started like releasing my designs to twitter um for everyone to see I think some people started catching attention and I don't I don't know if I inspired the idea because I feel like I was the first one to do it. I don't know if I saw anyone else do it, mm-hmm. but eventually um, people like Noah Sweet slash Lefty, who's a big designer in the community, he mm-hmm. made 
Um, he made this like Jimmy Johnson ally car with like the, rainbow on it. The I think what ended up Gay becoming car. the car. That was like the moment that like NASCAR Twitter blew up in terms of like yes. LGBT designs. Um, like for a few reasons, like the car looked good. Noah has a huge following, um, a lot bigger than mine. So I think people like really paid attention when he made something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, other designers in the community um, started making some. Um, specifically drive through pantalica um and caleb hoffman mm-hmm. them lefty and i we started a group chat to make a whole car set of pride cars mm-hmm. for nr 2003 we're still working on it because we've we've had like a month or so where we just stopped working on it yeah and right now we're kind of in a hiatus too um but if i, I mean, if i didn't have schoolwork, i would probably have it finished i mean those things take time i mean yeah. like to make a full 40 car set i mean i know just like if i'm doing an eye racing paint scheme <laughs> i mean that takes like a full day and it's not yeah, gonna look I good i take like a full day <laughs> yeah. i take a full day and some people i don't know how do they design so quick yeah um but yeah so that those cars ultimately which is part of kind of this this wave that kind of reminiscing in because it kind of it's kind of died down recently, but it got restarted mm-hmm. um, because we had this. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Whether it was rumors or conspiracy theory mm. or uh, whatever, but there was a while where we thought the Jimmy Jimmy Johnson car that Noah designed was going to run at the Roval, um, yeah. Which the Roval race happened to take place on National Coming Out Day, which I think Andy discovered, uh-huh. uh, and. Uh, yeah, so I feel like the fact we're even able to have a realistic conversation talking about that shows the progress yeah, that was made across progress. the board. And you know what? Even when they loaded up the normal paint scheme into the hauler, I'm like, there's still a chance. Maybe. Got but the, when I saw it on the grid, I was like, damn it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about also in the interview. I asked you when NASCAR would acknowledge pride. And you said your quote, late 20s but i wouldn't bet on it little did we know exactly like a week and a half later it would happen yeah so what's your reaction to uh that prediction that was off by at least half a decade (laughs) i i feel like i was i feel like even then i overestimated i thought you were being optimistic really i I I really did not think that was gonna happen i mean i said it for a reason like i believed it but now i don't know well, then I just think, like, how long is it going to be till we have a gay driver? And that, right? so that, um, and that was the my next, next thing. <laughs> um, so you guessed 2030s. Uh, your quote. Because I think that's just the big thing holding us back. Like, your quote was, I can't see it for the next 10 years, which kind of sucks. I hope it's before then. It might be. Um, and in that same time, we talked about the growth and diversity we've seen since 2010. Um, Danica basically having a full career in NASCAR in that time. Uh, Bubba Wallace now going to be driving for Michael Jordan. Daniel mm-hmm. Suarez is going to be driving for the new Justin Marks team. The drive for diversity yeah. has definitely picked up its significance and just overall, um, I don't know, power is not the right word, but it, it has influence. Yeah, um, influence is a good word. So do you still think 2030s for um, an out driver in the Cup Series? I... I'm not sure. I yeah. I feel like it could happen before then, but 
it's like i feel like just because we've had no progress in terms of that i guess like because mm-hmm. i still feel like drivers like while nascarts themselves have recognized it the drivers and a lot of the media members i feel like they don't yeah talk about it ever mm-hmm. so if a driver were to come out right now it's I, they wouldn't that's the thing it's like if they would right. want to come out i can't see them actually coming out because it's just it's the landscape the foundation isn't set it hasn't been built yet no one's there just hasn't been conversation um as well as like i just the whole culture of racing i don't know if it's a thing where game like gay race car drivers that are in the closet if they get pushed away just because of the culture of it because that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens with women in racing like they're told young like oh this is kind of a man's thing right like you're this this isn't for you so then they don't pursue it any further and that's why we don't see a lot of women in racing still which but i guess i kind of complicated my answer a little bit but yeah i it's just it's hard to predict because right. there's just well, no yeah, yeah there's just no foundation lead right at all there's I, not a single gay driver that i can think of i um i hadn't even thought about this until i just now but like when you look at like the hate that Bubba Wallace has gotten since June, like mm-hmm. that would have to be extremely intimidating, yeah, uh, to be anything other than a street white male in NASCAR right now. Even look at Formula One and Lewis Hamilton, oh my who is winning everything. Yes. He's the most successful Formula One yes. driver of all time. As of uh, this past weekend, he has tied Michael Schumacher's yeah. uh, win record. And you know what? I saw on Instagram, someone was like, well, he got lucky because he got a good Mercedes car. Like, he's beaten every how teammate he... he's got this year. Yes. Like, yep. Or he's gotten ever. Like, <laughs> And how did he earn that ride? Like, yeah. you have to, you couldn't put Joe Schmo in like, a Joe Gibbs racing car and go exactly. in races. It's, no matter what black people do in anything, they will always not get credit for it. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if that relates to gay people as much. I don't know the like the exact differences of homophobia and racism and how much like they get discredited because I think racism goes a lot farther than homophobia because you can't really hide being black. Right. Um but it's but like if there was a driver who came out as gay, I think it'd be the same similar situation as Bubba where Bubba has been black the whole time. But as soon as he started talking about it. Exactly people started hating them exactly and that conversation of race is what really makes people upset and it's an unfortunate thing because i don't know i don't know what the solution is either i mean it's just a culture thing yeah and because it's it's good that nascar um both did the i am nascar pride thing it's good that they did that it's good that they had the partnership Mm -hmm. with you can play and it's good that they had that whole thing at Talladega to show support of Bubba. And it's good that they had, um, that they let that, I mean, I don't know if I'm, they had the black lives matter, uh, car run at Martinsville. And like, it's important that they did stuff like that, but ultimately that is like step one. And I think that's, what's kind of frustrated me is that, um, like we have to make, we have to hold them accountable and make sure that this continues, Mm -hmm. uh, because the whole culture has to change. Like yeah. the whole culture in NASCAR, especially, but all of motorsports has to change. 
and I think there's progress being made in terms yes. of there's a lot of um there's a lot of young drivers and people of color and like the like the drive for diversity program for example has a lot of um people of color and yes. a few women in it and then yes. you just look at some lower series but like even still though it's still dominated by like white men mm-hmm. um but there's progress being made to where hopefully Bubba's not going to be the only black driver in the cup series in a few years. But, but when I look at like trucks and Xfinity and like the very top of the ladder, I'm just like, right. I don't know who would join him because right. either like, cause when you have maybe a few black drivers, you also have to consider like one's, that, like they have to be outstanding because again I don't know how bad of an issue so, this is but like I mean look at the playoff fields yeah you could use that as a gauge in terms right. of like because there's like yeah like, you got to get I, into the elite rides and the to even get mm-hmm. to the cup series and be on, like, like I the wonder if Bubba stage. if he if he has ever been denied a ride because of his skin color I wonder that sometimes and that might be a reason if there's an LGBT driver, he's staying in the closet because like, I I don't know if a team, like I think Richard Petty and this new Michael Jordan team, they've now embraced this diversity. Um, And the same with the new track house team and Daniel Suarez, they've embraced. um, I feel like we don't talk about Daniel Suarez enough as a Mexican. Well, just as a driver in general, like he's he's a a good driver. He has a championship. He was the first, um, international Next, born nascar th- champion yeah when he won the xfinity series yeah. a few years ago that was awesome um, yeah i forgot what the question was <laughs> i got um, on a tangent i don't I, th- I don't even remember um i think we were just talking about uh the progress um yeah so another thing that has happened this year is we had this kyle larson saga oh, that Lord. continues to develop um so when i er- interviewed you before this was post okay i guess i should set the stage a little better um, so I don't know if you noticed, but there's a pandemic right now. Um, and because of this pandemic, <laughs> uh, Landon Castle, former NASCAR Cup Series driver. A whole chain of events. Should, it's a whole chain of events. Landon <laughs> Castle, who has essentially become a racing promoter on the internet, uh, held this virtual race with NASCAR Cup Series cars at Monza. This crazy racetrack is called Monza Madness. A bunch yeah, of drivers. It was a fun event. I it was, was ready really for fun it. until I checked I was Twitter afterwards. Great night. <laughs> um it was a really fun night there were 60 drivers a lot of <laughs> virtual racers that were really good nascar drivers indycar drivers everybody was there alan beswick was on the call alan beswick was on the call yeah um, it, there was think, so much hype i think alex hayden was even on the it was a whole it was a whole thing it was like the greatest night in the history of anything. yeah one hot night for iris <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it kind of it really was i mean like yeah. if i that's yes okay um but instead, it felt like the 2001 Daytona 500 oh, oh, for oh, me. Oh, 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 my God. <laughs> um, so, Zach here, um, notorious previously kind of, we'll talk about Kyle Larson fan. Um, I got the shirt right here. You got the, he's currently holding the shirt up right the here. Kyle Larson USA flag shirt. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't pick it out. I don't like, the, I don't like designs with the flag on it that much. But. Um, so, I wasn't. I, I had like the multi Twitch app. I was watching like ten streams at once, and um, but I guess I wasn't paying enough attention because pre race Kyle Larson was trying to talk on a private chat 
um, and said the N-word in the public chat yeah. to everybody. Everybody. Um, to Everyone everybody, and their mother heard it. To everybody and their mother because it went out to all the people that were streaming this. Um, yeah. Drivers were streaming it on their own channels. Thousands like was like and thousands the... of people were watching this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was I mean, over 100,000. I think ultimately, if you combine all the viewership, probably. Yeah. And then um, it got posted to Twitter. And, and then even... it got posted to Twitter. And that's when everything went down. <clears throat> Spread Kyle like Larson yeah. lost his ride. Uh, the world basically found out it happened. Um, yeah, like the morning after. The morning after. Because it was late at night when people realized what happened. Yeah, um, I think Chip Ganassi was probably in bed. And then, yeah, and so then he lost his ride and all that. Um, so that was back in April. Um, fast forward, we go through the NASCAR's Black Lives Matter moment in June, and now we're in October, and Kyle Larson releases an essay. He deleted all social media earlier in the year, but um, after the incident, um, then... Uh, last week or a few weeks ago, he releases this essay on his website. Um, basically, I mean, it's worth reading. But basically, yeah. in summary, he's like, I was in Australia and I picked up the word and he's like, there's no excuse for me using it. Um, I don't know. I don't want to try to say the word what's in it. Um, it's just you should go read it basically so yeah what is zach what is your reaction to reading that piece oh lord um, yeah it's do you so feel much. better about kyle larson um i f- i feel better about him it's just like i think initially i felt really good about it but as a white person it's like am i missing something yeah because it feels it doesn't feel right still i, mm-hmm. I don't know i'm i'm having I'm having Mark Wiley who wrote this piece. He's he's a person of color and he wrote this piece about Kyle Larson's essay. I'm having him on my podcast this week to talk about to talk about it because I want to have this conversation and kind of figure out how I feel about it because this whole like situation has been polarizing for me because as someone mm-hmm. that advocates for racial equality, but also I was a big fan of him. Yes. It's like it broke my heart, number one. It disgusted me because it was just a word that shouldn't be used, especially by like a public figure, like a role model. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, I, I, I kind of feel wrong about this looking back on it, but I felt like a victim because I feel like he let me down. Um, but like, I'm not the main victim in this case. Like I realized that it's just like at the time I felt like a huge victim because how could I support him all this time and then he does something like that and lets me down like basically for a few months i hated him like it was mm-hmm. just like a really ba- it felt like a really bad breakup like with a boyfriend <laughs> it felt so bad i but now it's like watching nascar without him because i i haven't been able to really cling on to another driver since then hmm. and i don't know if it's because because basically I feel like it didn't take long for talks of him coming back to start, which yes. I didn't really like because Kyle Larson has, as he started doing dirt racing too, he kind of gained this like fan base and I yes. hate to call them like racist, but there's well, some it's, question. Well, since the stuff in June with Bubble Wallace, he yeah. has sort of become the anti-Bubble Wallace, yeah. I think in a way, at least in a the way he's talked Twitter, about yeah. online. And that's a part lot of, of my like, concern. Bubba haters will be like, give Larson, Kyle Larson as a profile yes, pick. Yes, yes. 
and that's what fr- that's what that's what's frustrating me about this mm-hmm. is these talks about him coming back is like if he comes back he has to be vocal he has that's to make sure thing. The, everybody like knows Larson, about that essay i feel like kyle larson's not the problem anymore like i think he's he, i feel he like has he's learned his admitted, lesson yeah he's admitted like he has stuff to learn he's probably still learning but his fans like he can't just embrace this i he won't but he has to condemn it yes he can't he cannot, just act like he can't remain neutral he cannot no he can't and that was what i was afraid of in general him staying completely neutral when he was already across the line like i feel like he's tried to make steps to get pack across the right side of the line but his fan base is on the wrong side of the line still yes and it's now okay to clarify this is not calling every Kyle Larson fan right. racist. It's just yeah. saying, generally, his perception, like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to... Like, it's obvious that a lot of people that are that are fans of him this year, especially of the dirt racing, they're not... It's like, why wasn't he this popular before he said the N-word? Uh, that's yes, the I, guess, I guess that's the, yeah. Because he's been talked about more since he said the N-word, and now... I yes yes because like, he's been because it's a, it's his story his this little dirt racing journey he's been yeah. on which really frustrates me like okay he's winning this dirt races Kyle Ooh. Busch has won almost every freaking truck race he's been yeah. in since like 2015 <laughs> so um it's just I guess I the word that I've frustrating I think is just yeah and then people it. compared him to Lewis Hamilton like yes I forgot what? that that whole thing happened Sorry, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> like the... he like he's the greatest race car driver of all time God. right now like no um, he's not he no he's done dirt racing and he's like pretty good at NASCAR yeah but not current NASCAR because no, of the his, cars and the way NASCAR they are no his NASCAR yeah he he wouldn't be yeah he wouldn't be good in the current air package anyway um, but his NASCAR stats aren't that extraordinary. Yeah. Like, you could argue, like, oh, well, he's just driving for Ganassi. But, like, Kurt Busch is in the round of eight this year. Exactly. Like, like, like there's no excuse. Like, so, I mean, Larson had that one year where he won four races. But then 2018, he he choked a lot. Yeah. I mean, he had opportunities to win, and he missed them. I mean, he's just – his biggest problem has been consistency. But that's that's not here or there in this conversation. Yeah. Um. Uh- it's just, yeah, if he comes back, he needs to be, he needs to talk a lot. Because it would be uncomfortable if he didn't, in my opinion, as a fan that I feel like I've been hurt as if a fan. He, you're saying him. if he didn't, like, become an advocate? He then... needs to, he needs to advocate because I feel like, I don't, well, it has to be in a way that's, like, not, like, I think what I've learned this year with the whole Black Lives Matter movement is, like, white people need to let like they need to amplify black voices. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Kyle can find a way to kind of balance himself, because I don't, I feel like it'd almost be too. It would almost seem fake if he advocated too much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to see it happen. But yeah. he, he uh, again, no, he needs to do something. He can't just like act like he never said the n word. Right. I think he said in his essay that. He can't take it back, but what he does from this moment forward yeah. counts. I something. thought that essay was really good, and that I liked me, it. That has totally changed my idea on him because I went yeah. from like he should never come back to like okay, well if he's gonna be like this, maybe he should. I mean, I'm gonna keep him on the the yikes list thing that I have, but like yeah. he, uh, but um, I think he 
could come back as as long with the big with the big mark that as long as he is uh vocal i feel like well i feel like number one this hasn't really happened to a driver before where they lost their ride for something like this and then they come back and they come yeah it's like such a weird situation i mean not not weird but unique yeah we've had drivers get suspended for like um like drug use like almondinger he came back but he came back with like what phoenix racing you know yeah like people are like, kyle larson know, the discussion is, is like the hendrick car yeah is he's like the big one right now like heavy rumored to come back to the hendrick car yeah um that i guess technically alex well we're assuming he, is the number five or 25 but is actually yeah, the Bowman basically because hendrick renumbers everything yeah, so like Alex Bowman is technically not replacing anybody, but he's kind of replacing Jimmy Johnson. Basically, Jimmy <laughs> Johnson's out of Hendrick. Kyle Larson's in. Is what it's looking like. Um, but it's just like I don't know how I, I'm. I will say at this point, I'm okay with him coming back, but also I'm biased because I have like 124 diecasts on my <laughs> shelf. Like, of course, like I miss him. I miss mm-hmm. having him on the track even though the thing happened mm-hmm. like and i don't know if that's wrong for me to think because again i'm a white person it's very easy for me to overlook what happened it's so easy for me a lot of people have overlooked what happened mm-hmm. um they overlooked it almost as soon as it happened mm-hmm. I, like i don't know i feel like he needs to prove to me that i'm not wrong and wanting him to come back, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. I I mean, I think the essay was a good start. I feel like Larson, I think he's made the right steps. If the most right he can in the situation. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't, like, hold him. We can hold him accountable, but we can't, like, I don't know if it's right to keep him, like, out of the sport forever if he's willing to change you know yeah like i guess that's going to the cancel culture thing which i don't really uh, like when that's brought up yeah because most of the time it's kind of over dramatic but i think and i was a part of this i was like kyle larson's cancel i never want him back in a stock car um and again i have bias towards him because i used to be a fan of him but now it's like well at the end of the day we want people to change and learn Right. And unfortunately for Kyle, he learned the hardest way there is by yes. being humiliated, as he quoted it, um, in front of America. Like everyone that's not racist clowned him. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so uh, we talked earlier, kind of about LGBTQ plus media, uh, especially motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, another exciting that's happened. No, Another exciting thing <laughs> that has happened this year um, is the Gay Racing Podcast yeah. uh, with you and Alex. How did uh, you've had four or five episodes now? Yeah. Um, how did that all come about? And um, yeah, well, we were. It was just one night on Twitter, and me and Alex were like in some conversation, and then our friend Carnation was like, yo, y'all should start a podcast because Alex was like, yeah, Zach is always like really like loud in voice calls and he laughs a lot. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I just get hyper when I talk to people. Um, so then that idea like struck me and I was like, wait, that's kind of a good idea because 
throughout this year especially, I feel like this need for gay voices in motorsports is big because there are no gay voices in motorsports, I feel mm. like, especially on like a platform like like if I look at NASCAR YouTube, for example, it's a bunch of straight passing men. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad. Um, it's just like where's like I feel like there's not enough there's no gay voices, right? Like mm-hmm. I think the media that people are consuming needs to be cons- diverse voices need to be giving off that media. Because mm-hmm. I think otherwise there's potential for kind of I guess for people to be blindsided like for example this one tweet I saw it was kind of transphobic like against like I don't even know what it was about it was something about Formula One or something where it's like these I don't even know if it was about motorsports but basically it was like oh people are like changing their gender now it was very transphobic and very like downplaying gender identity Hmm. I saw YouTubers like the tweet, like some NASCAR mm. YouTubers. I'm not here to call them out. It just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I used to watch their content. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if they're actually, like, if they agree, if they are transphobic or homophobic, or if they just read the tweet wrong. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I didn't feel like asking. I didn't feel like starting drama in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Because I do that enough on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> I but it made me uncomfortable and it just made me question things I'm like so is this how some of the media feels about gay people Hmm. in motorsports yeah or LGBT people in motorsports like um because I mean there's a lot of transphobia there's a lot more transphobia than homophobia from what I've seen Mm -hmm. um like there's people that accept gay people but once it comes to gender identity people get oh lord they're not okay with that at all like Mm -hmm. that comes from like an education thing too because um learning what gender identity is versus what biological sex is is an important thing to learn but a lot of people don't learn about it right um but yeah but see back to my point though that's why i want gay voices Mm -hmm. in I got off on a tangent. That's why we need gay voices in <laughs> the motorsports media. Yeah. Um, and for me, I kind of have somewhat of a following because of everything. I guess everything I tweet about. I do car designs. I tweet funny memes. I, yeah. I just you do, do it all. I do everything. You do it I'm all. I'm the jack of all trades. Yes. <laughs> Not to hype myself up. But <laughs> no, but yeah, it is. I mean, I, wild. <laughs> I like, after you retweeted a few of my chart things, I mean, my following shot up just because you retweeted it like you have you very you have a platform and i feel like uh, i have a responsibility now too because a lot of people and i said this on coming out day um which was yesterday um like i basically just addressed the nascar community i feel like the leader of like the gay voices in the motorsports industry because again it's just like a lot of any other like kind of b tier or even c tier media members i feel like they're just they don't seem to identify as gay. They're very straight passing. Um, which is, again, it's not a problem. It's just like the lack of gay voices makes it hard. It makes it increasingly harder for a gay person to feel accepted in the community. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I also want to mention like 
I feel like at the racetrack is such a different thing too because I don't mm -hmm. know if I would show up with a boyfriend to a NASCAR race. Which, I mean, we talked um, June 2019, Emily took that um, mm -hmm. at Dusty Jumpley, she took that um, pride flag to Chicagoland. Um, and I, I mean, I, so, so brave. Honestly, I can't imagine doing that. I, um, I can pull up what she said because I am. Um, Back when I was working on that project, I messaged her. And yeah, see. like I don't know if it's different in Chicago, the Chicago area versus like the Richmond, Virginia. Even like I, I go to Richmond, and well, like Richmond, Virginia, the city itself is pretty good. Um, it's attracting fans from all across Virginia, and Virginia is kind of iffy. Like the, I feel like Virginia is like that border of like southern and northern yeah. culture. <laughs> um, so I went back to my messages with Emily, um, and I. Um, asked, did you receive criticism at the track for holding it? Uh, and she said, I definitely got a few weird looks, but thankfully nobody said anything directly to me. The guy sitting behind me did use the F slur later oh. um, at Kyle Larson. Um, so, no! <laughs> so, um, so, but I mean, I, that, I mean, everyone online was like, whoa, wow. that, like, didn't think that um, yeah. was going to happen. I know so when I started. I mean, it was a Big, yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> when I started the podcast, I definitely got some comments. I was like, oh, wow, motorsports and sexual identity. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect pairing. Like, they were being very sarcastic and harm, uh, kind of mean. Um, But, I mean, a lot of people just don't understand, again, the need for voices because they've always been seen in the media. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, lately, and I got asked in one of my classes, like, what do I advocate for? And what I said was, diversity in media because i think that's just important for young people to see that as they grow up as they want to pursue their own careers and then specifically motorsports because i watch motorsports and i've watched it in my whole life and just recently i'm like wait there's a problem here there's no women there's barely any black people there's no gay again it breaks my heart i can't name a single gay race car driver mm -hmm. none I zero I, I i think there might have been one in like a lower series um and like i actually found one on tinder um he's like a local like late model driver <laughs> he's like a local late model driver and i don't think he's out at all oh my god and you would never suspect um I'm like, well that's gay people in general like i think gay stereotypes are they're harmful but they kind of exist for a reason i guess like there's a gay culture but um I'm I mean, yeah, there's like, like there's culture and there's, yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But that also um, relates to like toxic masculinity too, yeah. because that kind of masks a lot of like way people would normally act, I think. I don't know. I'm not a sociologist, so I'm going <laughs> to stop acting like I know this stuff. That's just what I like. That's my hypothesis, which is fueled by like education I've gotten because I'm in college right now. I've taken sociology. I've taken um, education classes about diversity. Because I didn't learn about systemic, systemic, systemic racism until sophomore year of college. Hmm. And if I wasn't an art education major, and if I didn't take like so, my sociology class, I probably wouldn't have ever learned about it. Hmm. So, which is scary, but yeah. Um, um, okay, so my next questions are kind of just more generic, silly. Um, so yeah. let's say that you are starting a race team right now. <laughs> Michael Jordan came to you and said, you know what, Zach? Let's do this. Uh, who wow. are your four drivers you go after? Four. 
Oh lord, this is hard. For like right now, like yeah, pretending like right the now. silly season like, is like completely wide open. Yep, still. it's wide open. You're starting yeah. uh, 2021. You can get four drivers. Um, it's pretty much all open. Nobody's really signed. Who are your yeah. Who are your four drivers? What Ooh. you're going for? Um, I want to say Kyle Larson. It's just like <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Like yeah, like the situation. Yeah, like ah. Uh, do I say him? I don't. Nah, I mean, it goes back to that thing. Like, do I really? You could you could put as a thing like that. He has to be a. He has. To I'm be gonna a sit voice down with him. Change. Like, listen. Here's the contract. You better read the fine print. Yes, you have. Come to into these be. events with me. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I mean, well, the thing because he is a like. Listen, he's a good NASCAR driver. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not more important than not being racist. But yes. it is a thing. Yes, I think he's working on not being racist. Um, I guess I'd hire Kyle Larson. I mean, why? Right. Why not? Okay. He's there. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is such a hard question. Um, <laughs> who else would I hire? Um, let me look at the Xfinity series too. Um, you know, actually, Alex Bowman. I mean, it's hard. Okay. It would be hard to get him away from Hendrick. Um. I guess Kyle Larson's in the same boat too now. Yeah. But throw some money at him. I really like Alex Bowman because I feel like he's kind of hitting a different note as a NASCAR driver. Like when he won Chicago, he was like all like kind of nervous and like stuff. Yeah. He just has like, yeah, he, he definitely has like a different energy around him yeah. than I think you get from others. It's yeah. It's a different kind of personality, which I yeah. like. And I just like him as a driver. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just putting my favorite drivers on this team. So we'll go <laughs> with Alex and COVID. All right. It's good. All right. Um, but also, I do want diversity. But unfortunately, there's, like, no one to pick from. Um, <laughs> like, there's Suarez. There's Bubba. Um, it's hard to imagine I can get Bubba away from, like, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean. Um, I don't know. Who else would I hire? Four-car team. Uh, I was creating a four car like in my head. I was creating a fantasy four car team, and I had Tyler Reddick on it. Okay, all right. I like Tyler Reddick. Yeah, right. I kind of clinged on to him after I the think, Larson deal. Yeah, he um he had a pretty good summer. Um, yeah. I think people stopped talking about him because the playoffs started, but he had a pretty good summer. He had a really good summer. He almost won Texas, low key. Um, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> like, um, and he did really good at the Spring Talladega. Excuse yeah, me. He spring did. Talladega race. Yeah, he was in he was in my fantasy lineup for that reason. Yeah. Actually, and I want to get him away from Richard Childress because Richard Childress racing is questionable. Yeah, it's, um, I although I don't know Austin Dillon. Uh, I don't know. It's we'll see. But all right, so you got Kyle Larson, Alex. More Bowman, than just the performance wise. Yeah, like just Richard yes, Childress racing. I'm kind just of like questionable. Yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't be comfortable there. Um, I'm going to get him away because <laughs> Tyler Reddick's. I I remember um, when. Pre- not to get like political but when president trump like attacked nascar for something like it was during the bubba situation um tyler reddick stood up to him yes before he i completely tweet. forgot about that yeah tyler reddick did tweet something gosh what was it i don't know but it was but just like it was we deleted don't need you. it was deleted like, we like... don't need you to comment on yes. nascar like, yes which i thought that was pretty um and then that was respectable. It, like, it was, I, gosh, I wish I would, someone's got to have it screenshotted. But I remember thinking, like, 
thank you, Tyler. That was um, mm-hmm. a good thing to say. And then it um, disappeared a few hours later, which all of our suspicions immediately went yeah. to Richard Childress, who was on the NRA board of directors for mm-hmm. a significant amount of time. Yeah, it was definitely like, I just feel like Tyler Reddick, I feel like he doesn't fit in RCR as well as his talent level mm-hmm. is just yeah. so. I would have liked to see him uh, in this Hendrick picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely a contendant for the 48, I feel like, at some point. Mm-hmm. Turns out Force Driver. Um, yeah. Hell, I'll snatch up Suarez because I felt like All no right. one was going right. to take him up. I he felt I felt like he was about to fall back to Xfinity, and I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, and I don't know, but I think going to track house for Suarez is good because I think he's always been a part of like, real like he at Joe Gibbs and SHR. I felt like he was not getting the best equipment. It's I I kind of talked about this on Twitter earlier this year. He filled somebody else's role. Yeah, he came into Joe Gibbs. Carl Racing, Edwards ruined his career. And career. yes, he replaced Carl Edwards. And the fact we didn't find out about Carl leaving till late, it probably, I mean, uh, there could have been conversations internally, obviously, but like that was still Carl Edwards' team that Suarez took over. Yeah. Like Suarez had to do another year in Xfinity. Yes. At SHR, he took over Kurt Busch's car. Mm -hmm. And then now he's driving for Gaunt Brothers, who he has, who basically this was their first year like actually running regularly. And so next year, he's going to have a team that they're building that. Uh, brand new hopefully is thinking long term here yeah i hope and it so, can be around cause... for a long time and this is also kind of i feel like a similar situation you could say with eric jones mm-hmm. who um just got put in that car and it reminded me a lot of joey logano who kind of just drove tony stewart's team and joey who has flourished outside of joe gibbs racing we'll see if eric jones ends up somewhere Suarez has been good. Um, sure, forgot about Eric so, Jones. I'll snatch him up too. I yeah, think I'll go with okay. Suarez. But all right, he's I, in the well, picture. Performance-wise, Eric Jones. I mean, he's won two races. Yeah, and no yeah. one has taken yeah. him up yet. Nope. I'm sorry, Daniel. He's Daniel, still... you go to track house, Eric. Oh, okay. All right. All I right. gotta take Eric because okay. he's won two races. No one has taken him up yet. I don't get why. I don't get why either. Um, okay, so your team: Eric Jones, Alex Bowman. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick. That's a good. You could you could start a motorsports dynasty for the next yeah. ten years. You could get quite a few championships in there. I think. <laughs> you know, I was gonna I'm gonna design soon like my own like fantasy like two car race team. Yeah. Um, with the Robert Yates numbers because the Ooh. number twenty eight and now that the eighty eight's probably going away. The number eighty eight's now open oh, too. Oh yeah. And um, the... my dad he passed away this year. He was a big Davey Allison fan, so mm. I've been clinging to the number twenty eight. Because um, before I liked the number eight because yeah. Dale Jr. I was a Dale Jr. fan, but now I've like upgraded to twenty eight, so it still has eight in there, which I like. Like I'm a big number person, yeah. and I also yeah. like the number eighty eight. Especially so in like perfect, especially yeah. in racing, numbers are like there's numbers just, there's, are so there's important. Stuff about them. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. I asked this in May in more of like an LGBTQ diversity way, but now I'm just thinking like competition, just in anything. If you remember the France family essentially unlimited power not a lot of consequences what's one decision you make right now one just flat out change Ooh! wow you did ask me this um there's so much i want to change about nascar (laughs) so much i really don't like stages all right all right i i don't know if that's what i'd change because i also don't like the playoffs like oh 
<laughs> Darn. Like one decision. Like one, I guess one executive start, order stamp it. Like my first one because yes. I'd have to do more. My first <laughs> one would probably get rid of the stages. Okay. Get rid of stages I, completely or just get rid of the yellows? I could try getting rid of the yellows. I think that's the biggest problem. I agree. Um, it gets rid of so much strategy. I don't I don't know. I feel like why do we race? We race <laughs> to see who wins. We don't race to see who's leading on lap twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care if stages are completely gone because I don't think those points are necessary. I'd rather you give points on like a tally of laps led. Okay. Like, or like fastest lap. Mm, no, no, because okay, Talladega okay, gets messy. Okay. Oh, true. Talladega true, gets true, messy. True. Like, because then that, because like basically you take the top 10 of lap leaders. Um, okay. All right. The guy that led the most laps gets 10 points. Second most laps led. Hmm. Yeah. Nine points. That would definitely introduce an. Because hmm, it would promote that. being up front. Yeah. Right? Being in the lead, Could fighting for the lead. Try to like some weird team order stuff. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. It'd be um, weird. Right. Oh, yeah, because then it's like... You got to get the other guy right behind you, but also you want to stay ahead of the other guys. That's an interesting It's an interesting yeah, layer I, you've... Like, as a Formula One watcher now, I start watching Formula One. Yeah, me too. The fastest That's... lap point there is kind of gimmicky. I'm kind of tired it of It is kind of... Yeah, well, then NASCAR is not the place for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm suffering. <laughs> I don't like gimmicks. Yeah, I don't think we need them for good racing. We really right. don't. No. Like, good racing has never been made for, from a gimmick. I feel like, yeah, um, kind of. Except maybe some cautions, but I don't know. I would also tell them to stop throwing the caution for like every reason. <laughs> I was possible. impressed with what they did at the Roval. I thought they yeah, because Chase pretty... Elliott was leading. Of well, course, oh, okay. they didn't I, throw the I, caution. I hadn't thought about that, but um, uh, <laughs> I don't I think thought... that's well. I mean. Oh, normally at road courses, they're, they're pretty, excuse yeah. me, they're pretty good about it. They need to have similar attitude to ovals. If someone's down on the apron, like if they spun on the apron, no caution. If like, they're on the apron and they haven't made anybody else slow down because of it, yeah. If it's just a solo spin with no impact on anybody, why yeah. are you throwing the yellow? They also need a rule where it's like if you cause the caution, you need to be like, kind of like, if your car stops on the apron and it brings out the caution. You need to be held a lap, you can't, like, or some way that you can't come out and have the lead ten laps later, basically. Yeah, like there needs to be like a spin gate, more defense against spin gate. Yeah. Besides, just like, well, don't do it again. That's basically the rule they came out with. Like, race a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Which isn't enforced anyway. Yeah. So NASCAR is a messy place. Um. But yeah, I don't like stage racing. All right. Um, and then this is kind of the last question. I'm going to ask this one to um, everybody. Is I want you to pick a racing series and their 2025 champion. So my uh, prediction was in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2025, Joey Logano is going to be the champion. Wow. Weird. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> dang. You get to pick the series. Yeah, I get to pick the series. I almost yeah. want to go Formula One because I feel like it'd be easy to pick. Like, like I'm thinking Verstappen or something might be okay. winning championship That's, that at that sounds, point. Yeah, but it's hard to predict Formula One because they have new regulations coming right. out. Right, the new regulations coming out. You don't know who's going to be with and what team. And it's like, how long is Verst- what? Like, what team would Verstappen even be on? And does he does he need to be on Mercedes? Or, is he still going to be with Red I mean, Bull? Is Red, Red Bull, Bull has gotten better throughout this year. Yeah. 
Um, they're the only challenger Mercedes at the moment. Right. Um, you know what? I'm going to say IndyCar. I'm going to say oh, Joseph Newgarden. All because right. Joseph Newgarden. He could be around for a while. The He'll only be around driver that has challenged Scott Dixon is Joseph Newgarden. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's in terms of this year's championship, but if you look at the last, like, three seasons, or almost four seasons, if you count this year. I mean, they've kind of been the two. They've been the two. The yeah. winning championships. Um, So, Joseph Newgarden. Um, all right. I almost want to do it for Cup, too. Cup? I mean, you could just go down. You could just go down the list here if you want. The problem with Cup is like the championship format. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Phoenix is even going to be the last race in five yeah. years. Yeah. I feel like it'll be like Kansas or something. Like, uh, well, I hope. I hope it's Kansas. Oh, That'd be I great. <laughs> Me and Alex seen. Yeah. <laughs> I could see. I don't know about Logano, but um, I also don't know about Kyle Busch. Because I feel like, what if I feel like we're almost watching Kyle Busch on the decline? Uh, yeah, have we seen his? Are we? How old is he? What? Let he's like, here. he's not even that old. Like, he's not even Kevin Harvick's age. Because um, the David Smith, he's thirty-five years old, and yeah. according to the David Smith analysis, drivers peak normally at thirty-nine. Yeah. So, so I think this is just a rough, like Jimmy Johnson had a rough patch, which, which right. actually. Five years from now, he would be 40. He would turn 40 mid that season. So that would be about yeah. his peak season, according to previous data. You know what a wild guess would be? Oh, boy. Austin Cindric. Mm, I think he is one of the best race car drivers in Penske equipment we've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. Like, he's pretty hot. It's. Um, I will say the Xfinity competition this year... Uh, as we've yeah. kind of established, it's kind of sus, but <laughs> yeah, he's, I agree. But, but like we said, like you're still winning. You're the best of that group at like I uh, think, and his road course ability too is just which, like really good. And the new Cup Series schedule, we're going more towards road courses. Yeah, adding a few. So. But I also don't want to say Austin Center. <laughs> I I can't give an answer. Maybe in five years, I'm gonna be like at Zach. Look at what you said. Maybe Chase Elliott because I think okay, Chase Elliott okay, okay. is starting. My answer is Chase Elliott. Here's okay, why. Because okay. he's starting to figure this out. He's struggled in the playoffs a lot. Um, yes, I think I, I think that moving the Roval later has helped him because now he has momentum going into his worst oh, round. Well, now Kansas. He's won at Kansas in the playoffs well, He's won at he Kansas, did it. too. He did it. Uh, was um, that last year? I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah. But I know he's always struggled in the round of eight just like season-wise. I think coming off of like well, I don't know. I mean, in 2018, he won the last. He won two of the round of 12. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think Chase Elliott can be a champion. Okay. I think by 2025, Chase Elliott will have a championship. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I think this year, there's a small chance. Very small. I but... don't think he's going to do it this year. I don't think. Um, Yeah, I don't think. I think he's. He might make the four, but maybe yeah, i don't know that's why because honestly if you can make the four well at that point then it's just a race and anything yeah, can happen in a race right so, that's what it's kind of like especially phoenix there's gonna be so much lap traffic yeah Ooh, i didn't even think about that as a factor which is oh my god wow yeah. what so a race we're gonna have chase elliott um, okay chase elliott joseph newgarden and then for f1 i guess maybe max for max Verstappen. because i don't okay. know if hamilton will still be racing i feel like he'll retire soonish i mean yeah I don't know. 
Five years. Um, well, how old is he now? Let me do some. Now, F1 is different, obviously, than NASCAR yeah. um, careers. Yeah. I would want to say Charles Leclerc, but, like, Ferrari's... Hamilton's 35. So, I, it's reasonable that he will be retired by then. I, well, I don't know if he'll be retired, but maybe... I oh, feel he like won't at be some at the point, peak. I feel like at some point, the team he's on it will not be the best team. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he'll be kind of like Kimi Raikkonen. He will... Until a point, he will outperform his car always. Yes. Um, like, he'll be, um, what's a driver that's, like, got a bad team, but, like, really. Well, Charles right now is kind of doing that, well, yeah, I think. Charles, I guess. <laughs> um, even though Vettel, the, I don't want to talk about Ferrari. Mess. <laughs> but, yeah, um. I'm excited though for Phoenix at the championship race, mostly because it's using the low downforce package. Yeah, I agree. Those, and I think I tweeted this before, but it feels like those races are kind of like the quote unquote real races. And then the yeah. mile and a half feel kind of like filler. Um, they feel like, I don't know if I'm expressing that the right like, way, but it's like a lot of glamour, but the racing product isn't really there. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I like, and then Martinsville is at, this end stretch too yeah um, bro why ain't that the championship race <laughs> that might be too much that's too much for me that's too much no we need that's to do it much. car style and have bristol as the <laughs> final race Ooh, like motor disney speedway picks our cars motor speedway of the side i, I used to my smoky and my ryan inside laney car right listen next to me. ryan inside laney that's so cool listen when i <laughs> played with my cars as a kid i called homestead miami speedway motor speedway, motor speedway of the, of the south. south because it's in the south it is it is a motor is. speedway in the south and it is the yeah. championship race it's the championship race well, it was, i'm like I so guess. this is just homestead well <laughs> phoenix also in the south wow i guess kind of <laughs> <laughs> not the same not the um, same <laughs> not the same um anyway um any any uh, final thoughts on anything general motorsports future um, big picture? Big, um, well, small picture is I need to finish the pride car set because I wanted that done in like summer and it's like October. Not so. <laughs> um, school is hard. I hope your semester is going okay. It's um it's it's it's, it's going. I it's, feel uh, like I'm only working on stuff now is and it's so mindless. Yeah, I feel that. Like I had stuff due last night, and I really was just like, nope. Yeah, it can it can I, wait. I've the been... late points ain't a thing. <laughs> All right, Zach. Well, thank you for uh, coming yeah. on the show. Um, it's been yeah, thanks for having um, me. A pleasure. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, and that concludes my conversation with Zach. Uh, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Um, I really liked talking to Zach and hearing what he had to say about how things have transpired. Uh, the last few months because a lot's a lot's gone down that um that era of change in nascar that we saw in june uh, was really significant and uh, we talked about holding nascar accountable and making sure they keep that energy moving forward and i think uh, i think that's important and i really hope they do it thanks for tuning in to episode one of sector two if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at underscore j todd 14 underscore um, and also check out some of the other podcasts from Radio Default Sports. Um, it's a lot of cool people doing cool things. Um, have a good day. Thanks for uh, checking it out.